Hello and welcome back to uh, our fourth episode, I think, of Christmas Fest. Um, I'm here with uh, the Red Lanyard. Al, how are you doing? That is me, and I am ho ho hoing about. How are you? Great, I'm great. Um, tonight we will be talking about Fred Claus. Uh, this is really cool because I hadn't watched this movie in a really long time and I forgot how much I liked it. Um, forgot who all was in it. Like, what an all-star cast. Like, yeah. Um, Al, do you want to go ahead and start us off with a synopsis? Sure. So we got, um, Fred Claus, who we very quickly find out is the brother of Santa Claus. Um... But yeah, like you said, this is a this is a cast, man. This like the cast is so good, it almost like it almost like kind of like I don't know. It almost outshines the film itself. Yeah. In some ways. <laughs> <laughs> because like you're because like you're watching it and like halfway through you're just kinda like, wow. Like, oh, Rachel Wheats is in this, and they did not give her a lot to do. Like, <laughs> yeah, yes, I was trying to think of her name earlier, and I was like, what is it? Yes, that's her name, though, and she's she's great, but like, yeah, she doesn't have a lot going on. Yeah, she's awesome. Uh, um, Elizabeth Banks is also in this, who's like really talented, um, also does not have a lot to do in this movie. Um, but um yeah, it's kind of wild. Um anyway, um but yeah, we got um uh, we got Fred Claus. You get some backstory, you get some lore about um how Santa came to be. Um it's very interesting. Um he was kind of like this uh, just kind of this jolly uh very well-intentioned kid. Um and Fred uh, was not as much. He was at first. And then, like, I don't know, having grown up with s- siblings who, like, habitually outshone me, like, I kind of understood uh, where Fred was coming from through a lot of the movie. Um, but, um, yeah, and then there's a time skip by, it doesn't say how much time. But uh, the narrator of of the film does uh, make sure to clarify that like time works differently for people who become saints as well as like their families and spouses. So like a lot of time has passed, uh, presumably. Um, so we come to like modern day, and by modern day, I mean, um, the strange world of 2007. Um, and Vince Vaughn as Fred Claus is, I'm not really sure what Vince Vaughn as Fred Claus is in this movie. He's, (laughs) he's like a repo guy who like, who goes and repossesses people's things, which like is paid out to be as if he's like a, a bad mean dude but like that's a real job and like that's like i mean like i don't know if you don't pay for your stuff then like you don't get to keep it um so so i don't really understand the characterization there but um he's he's 
doing his thing. Um, of course, um, of course, his brother Santa is Santa Claus, um, and he's doing his thing as well. Um, Fred, <laughs> Fred, through a series of of seemingly unconnected events, ends up in jail. <laughs> and calls his brother uh, to bail him out and his brother is just like oh well I'll give you I'll pay your bail I'll give you like this loan you need to start your um, own business uh, which I hope we get back to Fred's idea for a business um, eventually in this episode because it's honestly genius um, and um, I'll give you the loan I'll pay off your bail and stuff if you come work for me the rest of like the Christmas season and come say hi. And so the estranged brothers are reunited and, um, um, and then Kevin Spacey shows up and <laughs> Oh boy. Um, 15 years after the fact, uh, that is a whiplash inducing, um, ce- celebrity appearance in this film. It but um yeah. And through it all, they, they discover the meaning of Christmas which I guess is good. I don't really think understanding the true meaning of Christmas was really Fred's problem, but but it is it is resolved by the end of the movie. <laughs> um, so so there's that. So there you go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, man, it's such it's such a good movie. I spent. Yeah, we'll go ahead and get into like the first thoughts. I just really spent the most of the movie. I think this is why I like it so much. You know, I love like well-meaning assholes. And like, I feel like Fred gets a bad rap, like from the beginning. And I, even like when he's like, like, okay, him being in jail. Like, yeah, that was definitely on him. But like, if you look at everything else he does, he's like trying so hard. Like, I just feel like, I don't know. I just love him. And uh, it just, you know, um, that was one of my first thoughts after rewatching this is how bad I felt for Fred Claus. Because um, mm. I just felt like, like him, like making all the kids like nice versus naughty. I'm like, yeah, like I get it. Like, I know we've talked about Sienna lore and like um, a little bit Noel and um, how we, t- you know, it, it kind of reminded me of that and how um uh, the Noel's cousin was kind of like having issues with making them all naughty and like I don't know it was a whole thing. Uh, <laughs> it yeah, <wasn't>. <laughs> it's just interesting the different Santa verses that are out there and the different. Uh, there are yeah. a lot of Santa verses. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, anyway, I I, I just. Uh, yeah, I just really liked it, and um, I was just happy to watch it again. Um, I also liked how he was, like, his job is the complete ap- opposite of Santa. Like, you know, Santa gives, and, like, he just, like, takes away everything. I don't know if they meant to do that. Um, mm, there you go. Yeah. Um, what were your first thoughts? Um, yeah, well, like I said, like... Um, as somebody who grew up with sisters who did very, very well. Um, I mean, one sister in particular who was like often like uh, the apple of my mom's eye. Um, I definitely understood like the the origin story, if you will. Uh, 
with Seth where like and like it was one of those things where like um where I didn't really connect with what I feel like the story was trying to tell me and stuff like because like what she said like at no point did I really feel like Fred was like this objectively like really awful guy yeah. like Fred like he does some bad things like he like he lies a lot like he like yeah. uh, he lies to the people around him and like he seems to be very manipulative of like his brother but like other than that like i mean like he has a job that he works like he isn't like there isn't any indication that like he's constantly trying to like each off of his brother or anything mm-hmm. um like um obviously it isn't okay to lie to your significant other but like um there isn't any indication that like he mistreats her in any way like he isn't like hateful towards her or anything like that he's very forgetful obviously of like her birthday and that isn't cool Mm -hmm. but like i feel like the movie was trying to say oh see how like or at least the other characters in the movie were trying to say oh fred he's like always a screw up he's really mean he's really selfish when like while he had like some things that he did wrong like he was also like the mentor to like this random kid who had a bad home life who like he didn't like owe anything to he was just like he just happened to live close to him and Mm -hmm. like was like very kind to this child like (laughs) like and that's like fine and like uh he isn't like openly like antagonistic of like any of the elves he goes and sees and stuff like he's just like i don't know he's like i don't know he's just a dude like he's just (laughs) he's just kind of like a dude who like has some issues with his family and stuff and like I don't know. It felt like the story was trying to say that, like, oh, see how, like, awful of a screw-up he is and stuff. And it's just like, I don't really see that at all. Especially when we find out, and I really wish that, like, eventually they had come back to this or something. When he's talking about, like, the business he wants to open and why he needs the loan from his brother. And he's just like, hey, let's open a casino across from where, like, the mercantile exchange is and stuff. Um, like, that is genius. Like, he even, like, explains, like, his reasoning behind it and stuff. And he's just like, well, like, that's where a bunch of people who are into, like, high-risk, high-reward stuff work and stuff. So when they get off of work, like, we're primed to, like, capitalize on that. And, and it's just like, yeah, that makes sense, Fred. Like, I don't know if, like, the movie was trying to just be like, oh, but gambling's bad. But it's just like, but, like, no, that's genius. That's what they're already doing with other people's money. Like, like so, so you might as well do it with their own. Um, so, like, I don't know. I kind of wish they had gone back to that because that was, like, an interesting point in this character. Um, 
But, um, oh, yeah, overall, like, I very much enjoyed it. Um, again, I, I just kept getting distracted by, like, the, like, celebrity cameos like, <laughs> yeah. popping up. Like, oh, my God, Kathy Bates is the mom. Yeah. And Kathy Bates is not on screen as much as she should be for I, being in this movie. Yeah. She's just casually like Santa Claus's mom. Like that's just it's like, oh, there she is. Like yeah, that's her whole thing. There there she goes. That's what I've I found myself doing that throughout the entire movie. Like with like you said, all this like you know, I'd just be sitting there and I'd be like, Oh my god, this person's in it, that person's in it. Like <laughs> it's wild. Like, um and then like I can't get away from the fact that, like, this is written as, like, a comedy film, and, like, you have, like, uh, Vince Vaughn, like, doing his whole thing. Um, um, You have Paul Giamatti in there, and, like, he's doing his own, like, jokes and random comedy and stuff. And, like, Elizabeth Banks, who is a very funny actress, is, like, there... And she's just, like, an accountant who has, like, ten lines. And I don't think any of them are jokes. And I'm just like, why why her? Like, she, she could, you could be doing so, so much with, like, Elizabeth Banks as an actress in a comedy. Yeah. Um, especially at this time. And, like, it was blowing up at the time. And, like, it was just so weird. Like, um, and then the... TJ Elf is ludicrous, and that's all I could think of for the rest of the movie. And um, he's so <laughs> it's just like <laughs> that's it. I was just like, oh my god, that's ludicrous. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, yeah. Overall, I enjoyed it. It was just like very distracting at times because I was just like, oh wow. But like, I enjoy Vince Vaughn, but like, there's a whole lot of Vince Vaughn going on when you have like a lot of really good actors who could be doing stuff. That's definitely fair. That's definitely fair. Um, I want to say, I could be wrong, but I think this movie and Four Christmases came out the exact same time. And that was just a very Vince Vaughn Christmas. Like, again, I could be wrong. <laughs> a very Vince Vaughn Christmas. I felt like they came out around the same time because I feel like, I feel like I went to see them both in theaters. Um, that sounds like something I would do. Uh, let me, I'm actually going to check this real quick. Um, not that it's relevant. I just want to know. <laughs> oh, oh. That is reasonable. That is reasonable. Um, I do know whenever I searched for Fred Claus on Amazon, Four Christmases also came up. Yeah. So it looks like Four Christmases came out the year after this movie. Yes. Yeah. 2008. Yeah. Which is also a great movie, by the way. But, uh. Yeah, I really, I, 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 I'm a big Vince Vaughn fan. Uh, I can't really think of anything I dislike him in. So, um, I, I do want to. I've got obviously. I'm going to get into like our other questions that we always ask. But like, how wild was the uh, the sibling therapy session? Like, that's <laughs> one of my favorite scenes ever. Like. Just like you've got Bill Clinton's brother, you have I think Nellie's brother <laughs> in there, uh, Stephen Baldwin, um, somebody else. It's just I, I just think that's a really great scene. Um, what what did you think about that scene? 
that scene was absolutely crazy. That was such a weird scene. <laughs> like it, it feels like it came out of nowhere. Like especially when it hit the point. Like if I have like one issue with this film, is that like uh, it feels a little bit long at times. Um, yeah. Like it feels like it's almost two hours long. It feels like it doesn't have to be that long, but like. Um, that scene with like the group therapy that came up around the time that like, I assumed it was like winding down and it was going to hit all of like the story beats. And he's just going to be like, I have to go back and like help and help my brother and and save Christmas and stuff. Um, and then we get this crazy sibling (laughs) scene where like, it's wild that it's a, like the crux of the scene is these are a bunch of people who have very famous successful siblings and they have to learn how to cope with them. And one of the Baldwin brothers is there and he is not the main person in that scene (laughs) at all. It's, it's randomly, is that actually Bill Clinton's brother? I don't know enough about the Clinton family to know. (laughs) Yeah. It is. Yeah, it is. Oh my God. That's so random. (laughs) That's so wild. <laughs> um, like, oh my god, that's so crazy. So, like, that came on, and I was just like, "What? What is happening? What is going on right now?" Um, and like, it's very strange. It's also very strange because, like, that scene ends, and like, I was kind of unconvinced that Fred got anything out of it. <laughs> Like, it, it seemed like that scene was way more for everybody else in the room than it was for him. Um, so, like, so that was really fun. Um, but, yeah, that scene, that scene was crazy. I did not think that that was actually Bill, Bill Clinton's brother. That's so weird. Sure, it is, yeah. You can look it up. He's oh, that so, oh, that is so strange. I guess the story is, like, I don't think he mentions it in the therapy session, but, like, he really was, like, trying to be an actor around the time Bill Clinton, like, ran for office. And it just kind of, like, I mean, like, his career after that didn't really, you know. I mean, he's Bill Clinton's brother, so. He's Bill Clinton's brother. I wonder how they got all of those. Like, did they just, like, send out, like, a call, like, to all of the celebrities they knew or just, like, Hey, uh, do you have any like overshadowed siblings that want to be in like a small cameo in this Christmas movie? <laughs> Probably. It's wild. It is wild. Um, who was your favorite side character? Mm, my favorite side character. Um, that's a good question. Um, I'm tempted to say <laughs> Kathy Bates. Uh, not because I liked her character, uh, but just because I like Kathy Bates so much. Um, but um, I will go with Slam. I thought Slam was really good. Um, and that was also around the time as well where um, he was in a bunch of stuff. Um, that actor was in like a ton of like various like comedies and stuff around that time. Um, I don't know how much he's done since then i don't think a whole lot but um 
he was great. Like, he was, like, he was really young uh, when he filmed that, but, like, he still managed to have, like, really good chemistry on screen with Vince Vaughn, and, like, his, and, like, his jokes were really good, and, like, he had, like, the timing down of his delivery yeah. and stuff. And, like, he was, like, like, the point that Fred's character was trying to make about the kids, um, Slam was, like, a perfect example of that point, right? Like, this idea that, like, yeah, a kid may come across as, like, bad or troubled or whatever it might be, but, like, it's worth it to, like... Look at the reasons, like, why he is that way. And, like, in the case of Slam, like, yeah, like, I'm sure, like, on paper and, like, seeing, like, the big incidents he has, it's easy to say, oh, like, that's a bad kid. And, like, and, like, Fred's point gets hit home so much harder, I think, because that actor did such a good job of, like, shh, knowing that, like, he was a good kid and that, like, he did just kind of come on hard times. Yeah. That were, like, completely out of his control. And, like, I don't think that would have hit home as well if that actor had not done as good a performance as he did. Because, like, like within the first scene where he's introduced, like, you're, like, enamored with this kid and stuff. Like, he's he's very cute. He's very... Funny and stuff. He like um, he has a vibe of just like the neighborhood kid who just like hangs out and like hits in the stuff. Um, and so yeah, I think out of all of the side characters, Slam probably brought the most to the table as far as like the themes and stories that were trying to be told. I think that's definitely fair. Yeah, um, yeah, like you know, like. I mean, I feel like he's the, he's kind of like, he was kind of the heart of the movie in a lot of ways, like you said. Um, but yeah, he was a character that I was always like, oh, yeah, like, <laughs> just like everything. Like, even when he was kind of being like, you know, a smart aleck, I was like, oh. Um, I think mine is not as sweet, but I just, it just cracks me up, uh, is is Elf Ludicrous. Um, the entire scene, <laughs> like... Man, like when when he's like on Vince Vaughn's leg and like and trying to like argue over the music, I just I I'm like I'm hurt from like laughing so much. It's, <laughs> it, I don't know, like it's just I don't I don't know. I can't explain it. That entire scene though is really chaotic. Um, all of a sudden, like all the elves are dancing and it's yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is very. It's a, <laughs> again, so many of these scenes in this just, like, come off as so random. Like, they were, like, <laughs> it's just like, oh, yeah, like, Ludacris is, like, the DJ. And they're just like, okay, I don't know where else to go with that. <laughs> and people are just like, well, what if Vince Vaughn comes over and just, like, throws him into, like, a tiny closet and, like, plays, like, a, a somewhat obscure song from like the 80s <laughs> just like okay yeah sure <laughs> and, 
worked. Like, that's the thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> he said, yeah. yeah. It does. <laughs> oh, man. It's, yeah. And, and yeah, you're right. It's a very odd song voice for Vince Vaughn, especially like, that was 2007. Like, I, why not pick a ludicrous song? Or I don't know. Exactly. See, this was, this was not the first time I'd watched this. Uh, I'd watched it when, like, it first came out. Um, and like when I was watching it this time, for some we for some reason when that scene came up in my head, I thought, oh, he's like about to play like a ludicrous song for this dance scene, and then he totally doesn't, and I'm just like, what, what, where did that false memory come from? Because I could have sworn. <laughs> that he played a ludicrous song because, like, that's the thing that makes the most sense. Yeah, like, when I move, you move would have been just perfect. But it's also really silly, the song he does pick. And, like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was too meta to use a, a ludicrous song. I don't know. But, like, I, I feel like I like Ludacris's character for the reasons, like, because I just think, like, how they pitched that to Ludacris and how they got him in the movie. Like, you know, you're a <laughs> funny, angry elf DJ, and you want to play the same song over and over again. And Ludacris is like, sign me up, man. Like, okay, <laughs> okay. yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't help, or like, I guess it does help that scene that, like, the elves. Man, something about the elves in this. Like, for a majority of the time, they look fine. And then, like, occasionally, there's, like, a handful of scenes where, like, for some reason, the elves just, like, do not look right. Like, they just... (laughs) Like, the proportions of their head to their body, like, suddenly strike you as being very off. And, like, the scene where, like, he's hiding with Vince Vaughn and stuff, um, that is one of those scenes where, like, at first you see him when he's introduced and you're just like, okay, that's just ludicrous if he was kind of small. Um, (laughs) And then the scene with Vince Vaughn happens and you're just like, why is that giant-ass ludicrous head on this tiny-ass body? Like, why does it look so much weirder now? Bobblehead, a little it bit. It It looks like it looks like um, it looks like uh, Ludacris in the music video for um, I think it's at back where like there's like <laughs> there's one point where like he's a baby, he's like an infant, except <laughs> it's like still just like his head with like his. His fro he had in like in like two thousand and five, um, and that's what it reminded me of. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so right. It's uh, so wild. If there are if anybody out there listens to this who are younger than us, they have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> really weird, like yeah, but no, yeah. that's the thing that happened. Uh, Hip hop videos were so crazy in the yeah, man. in early two thousands. I love them so much. If y'all don't know what we're talking about, go and watch like a couple of music videos that Ludacris made because they are like 
insane. There's one, um, I forget the song, but there's one where like he's walking up to the club and he has like a gold chain and hanging off of the gold chain is just like a gold painted man. (laughs) (laughs) And it's crazy. (laughs) And everybody just like accepted it. Like, Oh yeah. It was just like, Oh hell yeah. Like, yeah, man, this is hot. <laughs> like we didn't think twice about it. <laughs> Times uh, were simpler back then. <laughs> were they, man. Yeah, I, man. Um, yeah, I, I never thought about this because I was thinking about this earlier when I watched this scene where um, the the dude, the basically the main character elf that's like buddies with Vince Vaughn throughout this entire movie, um, and he's like the one that's like all until us with Banks. But like talking about the proportions, like when he like gets the chair and like stands up to like kiss her, that looks so weird to me. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, this is a random intrusive thought I just had. Uh, but I mean, it- that whole scene is very weird to me because it's just like. <laughs> It's just weird. <laughs> like you don't do that. <laughs> it was just very strange. I mean, she was she was feeling it though. For you know, I, mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> or she could have, <laughs> or she could have just felt like she couldn't really say anything about it. Because for some reason she's the only person in the North Pole who who has to dress like that. That's, that, that's fair. <laughs> like again, that's so. Why? Not only is she the only one who dresses like that, she's not an elf. Like she, <laughs> they randomly. It's like a. It's like the clauses, and then the elves, and then this random woman who. <laughs> who for some reason like is the only character in the movie who ever shows cleavage and I'm just like what are you doing here <laughs> what is the, and she's the accountant and, and you're just like what, is, what? <laughs> the, the casting director had to have had a thing for Elizabeth Banks we'll just go with that I mean fair she's, she's very pretty I was about so. to say yeah but, which I mean I don't blame them I love Elizabeth Banks but it was just really I don't know. So much about this this movie, it just feels so random. It's so crazy. Yes. I think that's why I like it so much, though. I don't know. Um, it's like one of the few... Well, no. Actually, no. As I would say, it is one of the few Christmas movies that isn't predictable. Like, you know, you can kind of guess where most Christmas movies are going. And, I mean, I like the predictability, but it's kind of nice to have this one that has a very, to me, original storyline um, with a bunch of randomness, like, just sprinkled in, just, you know, everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what, what did you like about this movie, Al? Um, yeah. I like that it was, like, kind of fresh. Like, it wasn't... It was kind of weird because, like, the story itself is not like a traditional story you find in a Christmas movie, like you said. Um, it was kind of weird that at the end of it, they kind of came back to like a more traditional idea being pushed a minute that was just like, well, now Vince Vaughn has to like go and like save Christmas and show that like. He understands, like, the importance of the holiday and what they do. When, like, again, I don't really think that was ever that character's, like, issue. 
Um, so like that was kind of weird, but like, yeah, I do enjoy that. Like, um, it was kind of its own thing. Um, I enjoyed that. Like all of the act, all of the acting performances were really good. Like, again, you had a lot of really strong actors, but like at no point did you feel like any of them like were trying to like overdo their role or like own it in at the same time. So um, that was really great. And, um, and yeah, I don't know. Um, I haven't seen Vince Vaughn in anything in a while. And so it was, it was good to see him as well. So, like, um, that was cool. I know some of the other comedies that Vince Vaughn has done around that time, like, haven't, like, aged as well. So, like, sometimes it's hard to, like, revisit some of those. But, like, um, but, like, he's, like, um, yeah, he's he's a comedian who's really good at, like, um, at being very likable and stuff and like that i feel like really shines through um in this because like you're able to see throughout the film like like he has like a way with people and stuff and like it doesn't always work um on everybody specifically the people who like have known him for a while and like kind of know uh the habits and things he falls into but um i don't know his scene his scene where he's on the street and stuff and like uh, been collecting all of the donations and things like that. Um, I feel like that scene is like, is like prime Vince Vaughn and stuff because like he's hacking a bunch of jokes and like he's talking in like a very natural way and like cutting up with people. And like that scene uh, specifically, I feel like was a really, really good kind of showcase of what um, his kind of like whole deal is with comedy and stuff. So like, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Um, what I liked about the movie, um, I liked a lot about it. I definitely agree with you about like the storyline being like, you know, him not really needing to know the meaning of Christmas. And to be honest, I never really got like, that's even something, like, he wanted to do. Like, you know, he didn't <laughs> care about Christmas. I think what the I, what I took from the movie was, you know, mostly about him reconnecting with family and the importance of um, trying to mend fences if those fences are mendable. Uh, you know, because they aren't always. But I feel like in this situation, they were. You know, his brother is a good guy, you know, and his mom... You know, he's Kathy Bates, you know, so. Kathy Bates, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that was the main purpose of the movie, which is kind of a weird, uh, you know, not weird, but it is different for a Christmas movie for that to be like the the main focus. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, he did step in and do some stuff that was uncomfortable for his family. Because, you know, again, I don't think he had any desire to spread Christmas cheer or anything like that. Um but he did. He did do it. And that was kind of cool. Um, so I liked that. I liked... Um, I really liked his girlfriend. Um, I wish she was in it more. I thought she was a really cool character. Yes, she's um, so great. Yes. Rachel Weeds. 
Yeah, and I like how, like, she was just so accepting, like, when they did, like, the intervention. And she just was like, yeah, he's, you know, in the closet's family. Like, that's fine. Like, <laughs> she, she took that like a total chance. <laughs> because, like, it wasn't even just, like, you know, like, oh, yeah, like, he's in, like, Santa Claus's family, and that's what, like, they are. Like, <laughs> she also had to come to terms with, like, oh, Santa's, like, real. Okay. Like, this <laughs> this whole thing is a is a thing. I wonder I wonder if she ever saw um, Elizabeth Banks's character and, and was just like, what's going on with this? Because why is she the only person here who, <laughs> who, like, who isn't the way everybody else is? Like, why is she? Yeah. I, yeah. That's, yeah. I do wonder. I do wonder. Um, but yeah, I, I liked the comedy. I liked how different it was. Like, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's unique. Um, what are some things you didn't like about the movie? I know we kind of touched on that already, but. No, yeah. Um, I thought it was really, I thought their treatment of Fred and Wanda's relationship was kind of weird. Um, and like, I'm not sure how it ends is like the best takeaway of it. Um, because like, and I think this is a big reason, like why the like theme of the film, like kept kind of striking me as odd and stuff because like Vince Vaughn's character, Fred, like he, he like, you had the feeling that he learns something by the end of the film. And as you said, it's along the lines of like, oh, like, let's like reconnect with family. And like, if those family relationships are salvageable, then you should try to salvage and improve them because family is important. Um, I mean, that was good. And that was like a thing that like his character was like arguably in need of. I feel like the other things about him weren't really addressed. Um, and so like, and like a lot of those things came out with his relationship uh, with Wanda as we've seen and stuff. And so like when like he forgets when like her birthday is and like when he lies to her about things um, and stuff like that, um, it, it was like that isn't ever really addressed or resolved. Like, it feels like there isn't really a scene where Fred has the realization of, hey, I should stop being dishonest with the people in my life and stuff. <laughs> when, like, if he has a character flaw throughout the film, it's probably that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, like, and so by the end of it, when, like, he, he just kind of, like, shows up in Wanda's, like, house and, like... Um, um, he gives her the gift and it's just like hey I'm gonna I'm back I'm gonna move in with you and like I'm gonna commit and things like that it like it feels very unearned in that regard like it kind of feels like you know like that's not really how that should work should yeah that's not how you reach that on that point like 
you know, it's like you reach that point by like showing that like you're actively like trying to improve yourself and like are trying to improve the things about you that create those walls and barriers in your relationship. And like, I know it's like a Christmas film and like uh, they don't like that probably isn't the core intention of the script and stuff. And that's fine. That's whatever. But like when that does become like a thing that happens at the end of the film, it does like feel very unearned. It, it feels very weird. And like it kind of gives a weird message of like of like you know those little things that like you do wrong or like those um, other times when like you're inconsiderate or dishonest. All of those are okay as long as like you do some like grand thing at the end of the day, and like all of that you can j- j- just kind of ignore afterwards. And yeah. like and like I don't know, it doesn't feel like a very healthy takeaway to have in this kind of film no i definitely i definitely agree with that because like um that is one thing that i noticed too like because in that scene like see he gives her the bear and it's almost like she's like oh it's a pair it's a bear that's from paris all things are great again and like that's i don't know so i definitely agree with you um that might be the thing I dislike most about the movie, too, to be honest. Not to, like, copy your answer, but yeah. I do think that was a big a big flaw. Which, honestly, is a lot of... I feel like that happens a lot in the 2000s movies. Like, like the men, like, do something, like... Well, maybe women, too, but, like, you know, they'll, like, do something horrible, and then they, like, get a bear, and they do something kind of, like, funny... Or, like, flowers or what have you. And then the woman's like, oh, my God, yay. And, yeah. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Every issue I had before is gone. It's like, this means that your character's changed. And I don't know. Uh, It kind of sets the bar kind of low. Which, you know, it's already, like, in hell. So, like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's already in hell. (laughs) Maybe even below hell. Like, I don't know. (laughs) You know, that's a different podcast, though. Uh, (laughs) Um, <laughs> uh, what, what would you watch the movie again? Um, I would watch this one again. Yeah, it does. Like, as I said, I do think it has the issue that, like, a lot of these Christmas films do, where like the story that is being told um, goes on for like a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. Um, like um, the last like entire half hour of the movie i was like um i kept expecting it to end and then like there continued to be even more things that happened and stuff i was just like oh my gosh (laughs) like okay dude um like um yeah it's it is weird i will say and like we've kind of skirted around it this episode but like i think it does um it does um, it is worth kind of addressing and talking about. Um, it was like kind of a shock to see Kevin Spacey show up in this. Agreed. Um, because like um, Kevin Spacey has done like some very bad things and like he hasn't really apologized for them. Um, and so like to see him just kind of show up in this like very lighthearted, like 
Christmas movie and to see him have like a weird kind of like redemption arc there at the end mm-hmm. um, um, was kind of interesting. Um, <laughs> I did kind of enjoy uh, um, the kind of play where like um, at this point in 2007, he was coming, um, he was, he was coming off of Superman Returns where he played Lex um, Luthor and like his whole thing, like as like um, a Christmas gift was a Superman cape. I thought that that was fun. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, but uh, um, <laughs> that being said, um, again, it was very jarring to see Kevin Spacey <laughs> just like so casually be thrown into a movie. Well, um, and to be honest with you, my mind keeps repressing it. Like, even though we've talked about it a couple times during this podcast, every time you say it, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, he's in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's Kevin Spacey. <laughs> like, it's wild. Um, yeah, which, like, it's so it's so interesting um, because I keep it outside of, like, the real-life things that he did. Um, like, seeing him in that role... I feel like I would have still been kind of jarring uh, because like the main things I know Kevin Spacey for are like house of cards where he plays like um, a like horrible psychopath and um, American beauty where he plays like a horrible psychopath. (laughs) Um, And so like I I already like have that association with him as like an actor and so, like, um, I don't know. That was one casting thing where, like, I'm sure in 2007 it had kind of, like, a more positive kind of shock value of just being like, oh, my God, that's Evan Spacey. Like, that's wild. Um, what is he doing in this Vince Vaughn comedy? Um, and, like, now it very much feels like it's just like, oh, Oh no, that's Kevin Spacey. Like, like, oh, they're gonna do like fun little like things and jokes with him, and it's gonna feel really weird now. Um, so I will say that that was very odd. That is one factor that's um, in the future is gonna kind of inhibit how many times I sit down and watch this. Yeah, uh, just because it is very jarring to see him um, yeah. in that role, but. Um, Overall, yeah, like, uh, it was enjoyable. It had some good jokes. Um, um, There were times where, like, I couldn't really figure out, like, what what the rating of the movie was. Because there's a couple of things that Vince Vaughn says that you're just kind of like, oh, whoa. (laughs) That was kind of, like, he really, like, probably had to fight to get that joke included in. Um, so, you know, all, all factors to be considered when, like, trying to plan, like, your own holiday fest, um, for Christmas films, um, everybody out there. But, um, overall, no, no, I would, I would watch it again, you know? Yeah. Uh, same, same, for sure. Um, yeah, and it, it, I, when I first watched it, it was, like, probably five or five years ago, I would say. So, uh... Well, not first. Like, I watched it when it first came out, but the last time I watched it was probably about five years ago. So, it was, uh, the Kevin Spacey thing was definitely jarring to me as well. Um, I will say, though, I feel like Mr. Northcutt was, I mean, he he was kind of a psycho, like, honestly. Oh, so, like, yeah. it kind of, like, you know, he was typecasted, I think. 
in my opinion, for, for that role. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. The only difference is the redemption arc. But, like, I mean, dude's, like, a little crazy. Like, I mean, in the movie, well, both, like, in the movie well, and. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was, yeah. It felt kind of weird. <laughs> It felt kind of weird because, like, um, with, like, a degree I have, like, uh, when I was in grad school, I got, like, some um, experience and training with, like, um, efficiency consultation, uh, which is what, like, he did in the film. And so, like, at times it was kind of just like, oh, man, like, this guy's evil, but, like, he probably has, like, a lot of good ideas. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he, pro- he probably has a point. Like, <laughs> but, you know, well, it's, it's fine. <laughs> and by the end of it, you realize that, like, oh, he did have some good ideas because Santa, like, hires him on as a consultant. Um, and then at that point, you're just like, oh, no, they redeemed Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think in his like acting career that that has happened. Uh, I could be wrong, but I can't think of another role where it's been like, oh, you're 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 not so bad, man. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, how does it compare to the other films that we've watched uh, this time around? Um, let's see. It's like, I mean, it's in the upper half. Yeah. Because, like, you know, three days and um, <laughs> Christmas uh, with you. <laughs> Christmas, but yeah, Christmas with the view. You know what? You know what, Jenny? If you had given me eight hours right there to think of the name of that movie, I would not have been able to. <laughs> that <laughs> I, I have subconsciously tried to just repress that completely from my mind. Um, <laughs> God, that movie's bad. Um, but yeah, um, it's in the upper half. Um, I don't think it's as good as. Oh well. I think I enjoyed Noel a bit more. Yeah. Um, than this one. But um yeah, I mean, um it's like yeah, it almost <laughs> there's almost a piece of me that's just kinda like, I don't know, man, it lacks like um it lacks the wildness factor of of Tim Meadows as an angel. Um, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but, but you know, it's fine. So um let me ask you, though, so we talked about last time, uh, we talked about Christmas with a View, and how it doesn't really meet your requirements of being, like, really, like, a Christmas movie, mm-hmm. uh, because it doesn't have, like, any kind of supernatural type thing. Oh, hello, Zatanna. My cat has joined the podcast. Hi, Hello, darling. Yeah. Yeah, we're watching Fred Claus. Um, and so, like, um, I do want to ask you, um, do you think there was enough in this film that um, qualifies for that requirement? Because I noticed throughout it, like, there's an, 
there is a good amount of like weird traditional Christmas stuff. Like they like uh, they live in in the North Pole. There's like the reindeer. There's like elves, and like I guess like outside of the reindeer, um, there's like enough there that you're just kind of like, I suppose this could happen. Al, are you there? Yeah. Oh. Um, That's it. <laughs> That's all I got for you. <laughs> so you're asking if I think there is enough Christmas magic in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Is there enough? Because it feels, I don't know, it starts off really strong because it's just like, look at these, like, I don't know, vaguely, <laughs> vaguely time-stamped era of people. Um, and then it's just like, well, you see, when you become a saint, you live forever, which I don't think the Catholic Church would agree with. But, um, <laughs> but just throwing that out there. But then it becomes like very much like, okay, you're in like the real world now. This is just like, this is just New York in 2007. Um, so yeah. Do you think there's enough there? Do you think it's like kind of like a weird kind of hybrid thing? No, I think that's a, that's a really good question. Um, so, yeah, the movie, like, to me, it kind of starts off laying the, like, foundation for the Christmas magic, right? Because, like, uh, Nick's born, and you're not led to believe that his family is magical. Like, it's just, like, he's born, and all of a sudden, like, he's, like, this magical human being, or whatever it is he is. Uh, they don't really go into, like, any... That I remember. Uh, yeah, is it is it a matter of like him being magical or him just being like a really like weird infant? I, well, I mean, two two things can exist in the you know. What I mean? That's true. <laughs> That's true. That was an exclusive or that I don't think was warranted. <laughs> he, he did say that like it was gonna. Yeah. <laughs> so which one is it is, is he just a weird baby or is he magical I'm just like well i guess i guess he could be both <laughs> um and then you kind of are wondering if the christmas magic came from him being just like a good person right um so they don't really go into like the details of it it's just kind of this thing that happens it's like the birth of you know Santa Claus and so like the foundation for that's there and so like all of a sudden like his entire family like lives forever and so like I guess the the short answer is overall no it like just misses the mark just a little bit um but I think the the reason for that is that you know you do follow Fred Claus mostly and he's not actually Santa so like but then, like, when he gets to the North Pole, there is a lot of, like, elements of, like, the magic and stuff. Um, it's very magical that Ludacris is an elf. I think that's, like, you know, not talked about enough. It Ludacris. is very magical. Yeah, it's very magical. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that, like, if you really want to get into it, there's, like, if I... If I wanted to pick apart this movie and get, like, really, like, deep into it, I would say that, you know, Fred does have a bit of magic because, you know, 
he is, you know, slam, you know, he, he's there for slam and all that. Like, I don't know. Like, overall, no, it doesn't meet my criteria. It just like lacks it a little bit. But the message that I think it has to me makes it the Christmas movie it is. Because, you know, family and hope and all that, it's good stuff. So. Okay. I got you. I got you. There is, um, I did forget about this. There is the part where Clyde is talking about, like, the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy. Um, And, like, again, it could just be me. But, like, as soon as he talked about them, as I was watching it, I was just like, well, I want to, I want to know more about that. (laughs) Because we got the explanation for Santa Claus. Apparently, if you are, if you are a person who is very nice, um, to the point of sainthood, then like apparently you just don't age or die. Yeah. And so, like we got that explanation. Um, was there a rabbit that was just like very nice to other rabbits, and so now he's the Easter Bunny? Like, is that what's our fair? Our yeah. fairies real? Like, I want to. <laughs> I want to know more. Oh, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I guess what we could do, we are the Phantom Correspondents, right? So, like, we could say that Santa is actually a mutant and that this is where all that came from. And, like, the entire, like, fairy tale, like, not fairy tales, but, like, the entire, like, holiday lore as far as, like, Easter and the Tooth Fairy, they're all just part of the X-Men. There you go. Easter Bunny is a... Is a rogue experiment from the high evolutionary, you know? It's yeah, yeah. It, it tracks. That's why the Easter Bunny has so many eggs, because he was experimented on. It's perfect. You okay. cracked the code, Jenny. Yes. <laughs> did it. This is why you're the Christmas queen. I, I need to contact Marvel. We need to make this a comic book. Uh, <laughs> that would actually be really interesting, to be Except honest. Except not include Kevin Spacey. Oh, hell no. No. <laughs> no. Um, we can include leprechauns too, like for St. Patrick's Day. Um, I don't know. This is getting this is getting unhinged again. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's getting kind of wild. Hold on there, Jenny. Well, <laughs> leprechauns. Not leprechauns. How ridiculous. <laughs> There's like a magical turkey for Thanksgiving, just like hanging out. <laughs> it's, it's the one who chooses which turkeys die. <laughs> Oh, that's so the, ar- <laughs> the arbiter. <laughs> and it just kind of resembles vaguely Tim Meadows. <laughs> <laughs> just like a gobble gobble. Your wife must die. <laughs> You're just like, no, Tim Meadows is turkey. <laughs> Why do you do this? Oh boy. No, I, I would like, real talk, I would like a definitive Santa lore, like, book that's just, like, we've decided this is the real Santa lore, and that's what we go with. I but, feel like I haven't read it, but I feel like Santa Claus has shown up in Marvel Comics before. Oh, he has, actually. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, what, what comic is it? Ah, I feel like I remember this happening. 
Is it an X-Men comic? Is that real? I I vaguely want to say it's a Deadpool, like, storyline, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It sounds like it would be a Deadpool. It really does. I mean, because that's breaking the fourth wall and all that fun stuff, so. There you go. Um, Hmm. I don't know. Hey, anybody out there, if you know the comic we're talking about, then hit us up in the comments. Um, okay, there, let's see. It has appeared many times in Marvel's Christmas stories. Um, it's believed that he's an Omega-level mutant. <laughs> an Omega-level mutant! <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh apparently but I guess that can they can act as both heroes and villains, so that's interesting. I don't know. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, but he Santa first appeared in Marvel Comics in a 1954 issue of Strange Tales. Yeah, oh, that's fun. Yeah. Um more recently, I guess he's in Earth 616, which that's what we're in, right? Like so he's, uh, hold on. This is the Marvel database. <laughs> Everyone, we're going down the rabbit hole on this one. Deadpool comic, look at me. All right. Hey, there we go. <laughs> hold on. Um. I love that Santa Claus is an Omega level mutant. That's what it says. Like, Omega level mutants can like destroy the world. <laughs> um, then I guess there's like some Marvel lore that they attribute Santa Claus stuff to Odin, um, which that kind of makes sense. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's like a, that's a whole other, there's a lot of stuff there. Uh, yeah, fun fact. (laughs) That is a fun fact. (laughs) (laughs) There you go, everybody. Santa Claus is an Omega level mutant. (laughs) Up there there with Iceman and Magneto. There you go. (laughs) This is crazy. Santa, Santa Claus is more deadly than Wolverine. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Santa is also in DC. Um, really? Yeah. Um, so according to this in the DC comics, uh, he's a powerful wizard, wizard capable of hiding entire cities in ice but he is not powerful enough to stand against the likes of black adam so (laughs) (laughs) level mutants in uh dc who among us is (laughs) (laughs) who among us is powerful enough to stand against black adam (laughs) oh man oh man where where were we even going with this i'm sorry i don't know um, uh, yeah, Eddie. <laughs> so, Frank Claus, that's what we were talking about. Wait, okay, hold on. In the Frank Claus universe, then, that means Paul Giamonti's Santa Claus is more powerful than, like, I mean, I guess Thanos, right? Or, or would they be on the same level, I guess? 
they'd probably be around the same power level here. <laughs> Um, I do want I do want to point out that um, in in the Fred Claus's theatrical run, um, it grossed ninety seven billion dollars worldwide, um, compared to the production budget of a hundred mil. Um, so oh. it seems like in this universe, Santa Claus can go to toe to toe with Black Adam because oh. Black Adam posted similar losses. <laughs> Oh, good to know. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> There's a top cool joke for everybody. <laughs> all you DC fans out there. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you have any other final thoughts on Fred Claus, Al? Um... I don't know. I do really enjoy the theme or like the idea that like, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know if I would go so far as to say there are no bad kids. I think there are bad kids, Mm -hmm. but the ones that society tends to assume are bad kids. I do think that like the vast majority of the time that they are just kids who have it rough. Um, And I think that that is a very, it's a very good message to have in movies like this. And I feel like, you know, obviously a lot more about this than I would, but um, I feel like that kind of idea is not as common in Christmas films as like, on the general themes of just like, you know, just like uh, joy to the world and like um, have be kind to like your family and neighbors and things like that. I feel like the idea of just like, you know, every, every, every child deserves a chance. I feel like that is not as common in those kinds of films. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's, I think it's arguable. Um, I don't know. For some reason, the first movie that popped in my head was Polar Express because they definitely don't think that uh, every kid deserves a chance. <laughs> um, <laughs> popped in my head. I was like, "Well, he's right." Like, but <laughs> I feel like I've heard that theme before in movies, though. I do. Yeah. I'm um, sure it exists. Uh, yeah, like, I'm sure this isn't like, the first one to, like, ever, like, have that idea. But um, I feel like, as far as, like, the recurring themes in Christmas movies go, I feel like that one does not get as much play as a lot of other ones do. I think that's definitely fair. I think that's definitely fair. Um, Yeah. Um, Like, for example, The Polar Express, where the conductor will just abandon children in the snow. <laughs> Sorry about that. Like, and they pick, you know, they favor kids to, uh, what is it? They, I already forgot. Like, they do something with, like, the special child that gets to go see Santa Claus or something. I don't remember what it was. Like, they get to, like, do a dance for him or something. I don't know. What was it? Like, I, <laughs> I've repressed a lot of that movie. Well, there's one special child every year, Jenny, who gets to have the special gift from Santa himself. 
That's which, it. Like, which does not sound very special because I thought Santa's whole thing is that he is that he gives gifts to children, but that's just me. Um, perhaps I misunderstood that. Um, and so, like the main boy, I won't ever remember his name. Um, so the main boy gets that gift, which is utter nonsense because that child is horrible. Um, he gets that gift, and now for the rest of his life. He is burdened with the knowledge that <laughs> that Santa and elves and Christmas magic exists, though he knows no one will ever believe him. Yeah, yeah, that's it. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, so, so, yes, it's it's an uncommon theme. <laughs> it's an uncommon theme. Definitely not as common as the idea that. Um, that children deserve the weight of of unnatural knowledge on their shoulders until the day they die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go, everybody. Superpolar Express. I swear. Good lord. Hey, who was it who had us? Huh? Um, who was it who had us watch that one? I forget. Who was it? Uh, I want to say it was Jacob. I yeah. That's yeah. right. You uh, just watched uh, Christmas with a View. So. Indeed. Uh, wild how, how his picks just, just suck. Hate that guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. See, that's the only reason why Jacob isn't a saint. <laughs> like Santa is in this. Uh, because Jacob's a wonderful person. Uh, he, <laughs> He is forever tainted and, and precluded from sainthood because he forces us to watch horrible movies. <laughs> he would get left in the snow by Tom Hanks, probably. I don't know. Just a guess. It's, he'd probably get left in the snow for sure. Like, it's... um, <laughs> um The... Like, that needs to be explored, like, way more. Like, how... How pessimistic of a view does Fred Claus have of the world where, like, as in, like, the film in general, where, like, all you have to do to be a saint is to be consistently nice. Yeah. And, like, there's, like, to our knowledge, there's only one person who's ever done that. Right. Apparently. <laughs> like, it's wild. Sainthood and, like, Real world religions requires so much more of you. You have to like perform a miracle with witnesses. <laughs> and in Fred Claus is just like, oh, are you not like antagonistic of people? Then you get to live forever. <laughs> well, like, I don't know. Yeah. Now I'm thinking about that. Like, even when we were kids, I would say that. You know, like he gave away like the gift that his brother got him. Like I'm like that's not very nice, actually. Like, you know, he like got your name put on your journal, and you were just like, I'm gonna go give it to the kid across the street. And, yeah. and even Fred is just like, I don't think he needs a journal with your name on. It. <laughs> yeah, Fred's right. Like, so I don't know. Yeah. Also, why haven't we ever brought that orphan food? <laughs> <laughs> or 
never invited him in to our warm house. <laughs> Why are you taking him things he does not need? Why are you taking him, like, a book and a pine cone or whatever people got for gifts in, in whatever the hell year it was back then? Like, <laughs> uh, um, that orphan, y'all, that orphan died. Like, there's no, there's no way around it. <laughs> like, Santa gets to live forever and have this enchanted life, and that orphan straight up died. There's no, there's no other explanation. Oh, that's true. Wow. So, you <sighs> contrast with, like, Slam and Fred's, like, relationship. Like, Fred's technically the better saint, so... Oh, yeah. Fred was probably traumatized at the death of that orphan child. <laughs> so Fred was just kind of like, uh-uh, no more dead orphans on my watch. <laughs> Which well, I can't think of a more saintly thing to say. Literally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. You know, Fred's Fred is basically Bruce Wayne if Bruce Wayne didn't force, didn't force orphans to fight grown men. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. It feels like I'm taking a lot of shots at DC Comics for no reason tonight. I'm really not. I love DC Comics. It's because we didn't get a chance to do the Black Adam podcast, and so you're getting, like, all your, like, hits in now, I think. Yeah, I'm getting everything in now. And, like, apparently, like, uh, God, after Aquaman, we, after the next Aquaman, we probably won't get another DC movie for, like, eight years. So <laughs> I'm getting everything in now. Well, no, I guess we're still getting a Flash movie, for whatever reason. Good. Great. <laughs> Good Lord. Speaking of people who don't know how to help orphans. Oh, God. Anyway, wow, this has gotten off track. So, Frank Hawes, everybody. Frank <laughs> <Frank laughs> <Hawes>, everybody. <laughs> uh, not super kid-friendly, in my opinion. I don't know. Uh, but definitely, like, a good movie. Uh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. feel like the things that aren't kid-friendly... Uh, would like probably fly over the heads of a lot of kids. Oh, okay. Al says go for it. Uh <laughs> I don't know. Am I wrong? Like I don't know. You're right. I think you're right. I don't watch things with children. I don't. <laughs> I'm not. Um, yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, that's going to conclude our fourth episode of Christmas Fest this year. Um, yeah, uh, remember Phantoms for everybody. Um, Merry Christmas, all that fun stuff. Merry Hello. Christmas, everybody. Um, yeah. Happy holidays. Um, hey, Jenny, um, I believe we're closing out uh, Christmas Fest this year with a, uh, with a little bit of a holiday classic. Yes, yes, we are. Uh, the Year Without a Santa Claus. I'm excited about this. I haven't watched this in a while. Um, yeah. So yeah. we'll see We'll see what we have to say about that next time. And uh, there you go. 
see you all. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll be fun. I I don't think I've ever watched it all the way through. I feel like I've seen a handful of scenes like 800 times from the year without a Santa Claus. <laughs> so. Okay, well, you have to watch it all the way through this time. So. Yep, this is it. Yeah, I look forward to it. We will see you all next time. Bye. Luda. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man.